Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Weird, Wacky and Wonderful Stories podcast. Now, please welcome, all the way from their front living room, your hosts, Shelley and Bella. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 37 of the Weird, Wacky and Wonderful Stories podcast. Oh, you sound so proper. I am proper. Like fuck. (laughs) See, she started already. Welcome, guys. We have a little bit of a change from the advertised episode. So what's the change then? Well, the change is we were going to do a Halloween special which was a ghost hunt thing, which we did. But due to unforeseen circumstances, we're not able to bring you that show this week. So we are ad-libbing. Without guests, we're going back to what we used to do. And we are going to do you an ad hoc episode on Halloween. Or as you Americans say, Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, Halloween. It's not even spelt that way. Well, Halloween didn't even come into existence as Halloween. Halloween. (laughs) Say it. Say Halloween. Halloween. There we go. Halloween. No, you don't sound like... Halloween. <laughs> you sound like <laughs> like a redneck. Halloween. <laughs> Get off of my banjo. <laughs> you smiling too much sitting on that. What are some of the things that you dressed up as a kid to go out trick-or-treating? Do you know what? I remember my mum dressing me up as a ghoulie, as she called it, which now we know is a testicle, but back then she thought a it was what? a ghoul. A ghoulie? A ghoulie, yeah. If you get kicked in the ghoulies here, you get kicked in the testicles. Well, that's never going to happen to me. Well, I'm glad about that. Yeah. I don't think me and you would be a thang <laughs> if you had testicles. Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> but my mum dressed me up with all of this makeup that she put all over me, which made me all pale and shit. And then she got these Rice Krispies you know Rice Krispies? Yeah, Snap Crackle Pop. She soaked them in something and then stuck them over my face. They looked like pimples. Ew. Like warts, you mm-hmm. know? And they did look really good. I've got a photo of me somewhere like it. She'll probably show you if you ask her. Mm. She'll be digging it out when she listens to this podcast. So, did you know that Halloween actually goes back like 2,000 years to the... Day you were born. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to the... Celtics who called it Samhain and it was actually their new year so it actually means summer's end it's when the veil between the living and the dead is supposed to be the thinnest it's actually quite a celebrated thing now with modern witches and all that sort of stuff but that's where all of this Halloween stuff comes from. We need to get a modern witch on our show. But I'm a little bit worried about it because if they don't like it, are they going to curse the shit out of us? If there's any nice... I wish somebody would curse the shit out of you. But anyway, continue. You mean the actual poopy out of me? Yeah, shit. That's right. You're a grown man. You don't call it poopy. You call it poopy? Especially not on a podcast. Okay. We need a nice modern witch. So if there's any... (laughs) What? A nice modern witch. Yeah. As opposed to... One that isn't going to curse the shit out of us, (laughs) ideally. So if there's a nice modern witch who wants to come on our podcast and tell us about your witchliness, then do. So let's talk about some of these traditions. You know, the whole thing about carving pumpkins. Yeah. Little jack-o'-lantern things. Did you know that it's actually based on Irish folklore and people have been doing it for centuries. There's a fable or a myth that this is kind of based on. 
And supposedly there was this farmer whose name was Jack, and he tripped the devil somehow. I, I wasn't able to really figure out how he tricked the devil. But because he did that, it meant that he couldn't go to heaven or hell, right? So he was in purgatory. He's stumbling all around in purgatory, and he trips on a turnip. For real, a turnip in purgatory. I don't know why there was a turnip there, but, you know, there was. And he decides, hey, I'm going to make a lantern out of this turnip. Now, somehow, the devil decided to toss him a hot coal. So he carved this turnip out, and he stuck this coal in it, and now he's got a lantern, and he can walk around. Okay? So, you know, he's still in purgatory, and he's screwed. But at least he can see. I still don't know why there was a turnip in purgatory. That's really strange. Or that the devil gave him the light to put on. I mean, that kind of defeats the idea of purgatory, doesn't it? Well, I don't know. But I... it's the luck of the Irish, see? <laughs> that, that, that's true. Maybe it, wasn't, maybe it wasn't the devil. Maybe it was a leprechaun that threw him a... <laughs> you've just offended every Irish person we've got listening to our show now. Oh, well, I offend everybody at some point, so it's no biggie. That's true. Right. So, as this sort of thing evolves a bit, the Celtic people believe that if you put a jack-o'-lantern outside, it would guide lost spirits to Your their house. home and where they needed to go. Well, no, you, you wouldn't want the evil ones. You'd want to take care of the ones that you know, I guess. Anyway, they put the scary faces on these jack-o'-lanterns because they're supposed to scare away evil spirits. Now, I don't know why they only scare the evil ones and not the good ones. You'd think it'd be the other way around. You'd want to put a nice, friendly-looking face on it so that the good people will come. So as it goes, a whole bunch of people eventually go to America, even though it wasn't America then, but they go there because of the Great Potato Famine, yeah? And a whole bunch of Irish people end up coming over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Well... The reason now that people use pumpkins instead of turnips is because when they first went over to the States, turnips weren't, like, very popular. They weren't plentiful, but there were loads of pumpkins. So now we use pumpkins instead of turnips, which is probably good because turnips are teeny. Can you imagine, like, if we had to sit there and like, carve you, out a turnip? And you're right if you were trying to sort of summon shrunken head ghosts, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. You know? The other reason is because it was a really shit sport. Turn it, chunkin! Turn it, <laughs> pumpkin chunkin. <laughs> it's a big thing back home. I, you know? I loved watching that when we were at your house mm-hmm. in America so, of the USA. America of the USA. <laughs> right, okay, so I found some information on cats, black cats, and how, you know, they're always in Halloween decorations and all that sort of stuff. Look, you start mentioning a cat and a dog next door starts barking. (laughs) In the Dark Ages, witch hunts were like the thing, weren't they? It was like Sunday entertainment or something. I don't know. But anyway, women that were older and lived alone and stuff, they were often accused of witchcraft, right? Is that because they were living alone and couldn't have a man, or was it that they were living alone and had cats? Because that's what women on their own tend to do. I don't know what it is. Blokes on their own buy an Xbox. Women on their own (laughs) buy a cat. What the fuck? (laughs) Well, anyway, the thing about cats is that supposedly the black cat was the familiar of the witch. And I've heard that, like, before... Loads of times, and that's kind of... When you say a familiar, what does that mean? Well, she can send the cat out and she'll be able to see things and oh, right, know okay. things. It's like a four-legged drone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a primitive drone. Who knew? 
so supposedly they came by these cats because Satan gave the cats to the witches. I don't know why that is, why he would want to give them a cat. I don't know. Probably because he don't like cats, so he was just kicking them out. He's it's like, amazing that he's got time to rule hell, isn't it? He's dishing out turnips and coals and, and cats. Why, why wouldn't he just, like, stick to the theme and just have it be a snake? Why is it got to be a cat? Right? I mean, you know, the Bible starts because the snake says, eat the apple, and that was the devil. So how did he get from messing with snakes? Now he's messing with cats. Well, yeah, but cats can kind of blend in, can't they? Because everyone's got cats. Or not everyone, because I'm allergic mm, to cats. We don't have a cat. Because I'm allergic to cats. But we're going to have a and puppy I'm, soon. I'm, oh, God. <laughs> Guys, we have to tell you this. We have a new addition, and I did put this on Instagram we have a new addition to our weird wacky family and it is a dog that will be arriving in about two weeks time and bella i tell you i'm excited yeah no shit she's <laughs> excited anyway back to these cats a second all right i turn over in bed asleep to wake up with this light in my face and it's her in bed looking at pictures <laughs> of dogs and shoving them in your face while i'm sleeping yeah back to cats again the other sort of thing that a lot of people believe back in the Dark Ages was that Satan actually would take the form of a cat. In that way, he could communicate with a witch. So you've got some that believe that he's sending the cats up there, but they're just cats that the witch can use. And then you've got other people who believe that the cat was actually him going up there in a cat form so that he could talk to the witches. I'm giving a shout out now to Ruth Roper Wild, who we had on a show a couple of weeks ago, and she actually said, and I agree, that cats are evil, which is why she has dogs. Well, you said a little bit ago that I just offended a whole bunch of people. What the heck do you think you just did to all the cat lovers in the world that are listening? I'm not saying that they're evil. I mean, clearly they're twisted, but... <laughs> I'm just not a cat person. I'm sorry, I have an allergy to cats. You find someone who's got an allergy to dairy and ask them if they like milk. Their answer is going to be no. I just don't like cats. Well, just because they're allergic to it doesn't mean that they might not have tasted it before and liked the way it tasted. Yeah, I don't think they liked the gas it gave them afterwards or anything else. But you can appreciate a pretty cat, can't you? Yeah, I can appreciate a pretty cat at okay, a distance. Then. Okay, well, that's fine. You don't yeah. hate them. You wouldn't kill one, No, of course would I wouldn't hurt a cat, no. Oh, you're so nice. I know. Let's talk about bats. No, I like bats. You don't like cats, but you like bats. Batman? You're no, clearly no, no. not no, Batman. No. We went to Longleat, if you remember, and we went in the bat cave thing. I'm not talking bat cave like Batman. I'm talking about it was a cave. <laughs> It was a cave, wasn't it? And there was loads of bats in there, remember? Yes, and they're we very stinky, though. Well, their shit is stinky, but so's yours. They I'm don't, sorry. No, it's, their, it's, it's ammonia, isn't it? They're pee-pee? Yeah, but we got ammonia in our pee-pee, too. <laughs> you said poopy, and I yelled at you, and now I said pee-pee. I know. <laughs> right, okay. Bats. Some people believe not only were cats, which is familiars, but also that bats were which is familiars. And vampires and familiars. No, well, actually, no, vampires. He, the the yeah, yeah. vampire turns into the bat. Yeah. <gasps> On Sesame Street. That's why there was a bat sometimes. Are you seriously shitting me? No, it just occurred. How old do you know? 
<laughs> too old for Sesame Street. Anyway, people believed back then that bats were also witches' familiars. There were people that believed that if it was outside of your house and it flew around there a few times around your house, that it meant that somebody was in there was going to die. But then other people thought that if a bat flew into your house, not flew around it, but flew in, that your house was haunted and that the spirits had let the bat in. I just don't like bats. I mean, I don't hate them. I just don't want them around me. I thought it was pretty cool in Longleat when we looked at them. They were flying all around our head, weren't they? Yeah, but they're... But they avoided us. None of us got hit by them because their radar is that switched on. They probably, oh, they're so nasty. Nah, yeah, sorry. they probably fed them before we went in there, so they wouldn't attack us. <laughs> they're not going to attack us anyway. They're well, most of them are vegetarians, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they're not predators, are yeah. they? Well, I'm sure that vegetable or plant or whatever would disagree. Spiders. Want to talk about spiders? Let me tell you about this freaking spider, guys. That was at my work. I had to call Shelly because I'm a wimp to come over with our most excellent executioner tennis racket bug killer thing so that he could kill it and it didn't want to die did it it was big well it's funny because usually when you get stuff with this executioner racket whatever you get with it starts catching fire but this thing didn't it was so big it was just there twitching and i'm sorry if we've got any listeners that don't like hurting insects and that and i get it and i'm sorry but in this situation as far as bella was concerned it was it or her it was a predator (laughs) And I had my face right next to it and didn't even realize it. By the time I did realize it, I almost peed my pants. Then I called you. You didn't realize it until it slapped you across the face eight times. One with It probably could have reached out one of its legs and touched me. It was big. It was about the size of my fist. I'm a grown man and it was, obviously, and it was the size of my <laughs> fist. So it's debatable whether you're a grown man or not. All right. I'm you're a, a big man. I'm a, I'm a man. <laughs> Maybe not just as mentally mature as some other men your size. Look who's fucking talking, Sesame Street. (laughs) What about the other day when you went to actually kill a spider and you actually got it back? Going to tell the best part of the story now, aren't you? Yeah. Make me feel like such an idiot. No, this is is, all of the guys out there who like insects and everything. This is your karma backup bella. Because there was a big spider outside, and I was like, just let it go, just it'll be fine. And outside of our bedroom outside window. Outside of our bedroom window. So she didn't want the bedroom window open because the spider would come in, etc., etc. I get it, because I didn't want that in either. <laughs> and then she was like, I'm going to get the racket and kill it. But the thing is, it was on this web outside our window, and as the wind <laughs> was blowing, it was kind of like coming back in towards the window every every second. So I thought if we open the window wide enough to get the racket out, the chances are the wind's going to blow it into the house and then, you know, bad, right? So I said to Bella, just get the bug spray. So we went and got the bug spray and I sprayed it and, you know... Tried, and sprayed it tried and bit, sprayed it. Bit of chemical <laughs> warfare on it and it was dying. And then Bella got all sort of, you know, oh, that's not fair, it's not dying, you know, we got to kill it. So she runs downstairs, gets the racket, comes back up, opens the window. This thing's blowing back and forth. She gets spooked by it and electrocutes herself with the racket. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you laugh. You laugh. And then let me tell the part about the little twisty tie that I'd had balled up in my hand and put on you and you did the heebie-jeebie dance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did. 
All right, anyway, let's get back to Halloween. Halloween. So you were saying about spiders anyway? Yes. Again, another creature thought to be a witch's familiar. So Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess the spider can be for like the little witches. And then when you get, you know, a little bit better, then you get to have a bat one. And then when you get really good, you get to have a cat one, you know, up the food chain. Mm-hmm. The woman that ate the fly and ate the... Remember that? <laughs> there was an old woman who... I know what you're talking about. Well, some people might not. I'm sure they do. We've got intellectual, clever people listening to this podcast. It's pity- Which we are not. I was going to say, pity the fucking hosts, aren't <laughs> Okay. So, yes. In the medieval time, a spider was also considered to be a witch's familiar. Now... If a spider fell into the flame of a candle, then it meant that there was a witch close, I suppose, because she'd have to be sort of near in order to control the spider. What, and she'd have thrown her own familiar into a flame? Well, no, I'm just saying, you know, she was like, oops, maybe she blinked wrong or something and it just Doesn't fell in. Doesn't make sense. She was like, ooh, a flame. <laughs> and then she's got a crispy critter. Doesn't make sense. Maybe that's where the executioner thingies came from. Executioner, I'm talking about our bug zapper thing. Mm-hmm. Isn't it funny how whenever you're holding it, it looks like a tennis racket, so you really want to whack whatever it is you're going after? <laughs> or, or in your case, yourself. Uh-huh. Okay. So, if you are, quote-unquote, lucky enough to see a spider on Halloween, not, not a decoration, you know, but a real one, it meant the spirit of a loved one was watching over you. Okay. I'm just saying, you know. No, no, I'm, I'm You've got I'm with people you. on all different spectrums, so, but... So some people believe that it's actually a witch's familiar, but if you see it on Halloween, it actually means that you've got a loved one that's looking out for you. you. Yeah. I think people are just making shit up. I didn't do it. I'm just telling yeah. you some of the stuff that I've read. But this is why we need a real witch. Seeing how we have spent this little bit of time here making witches out to be bad guys or girls or whatever you want to call it. When you think of a witch in association with Halloween, what's the witch? What what does she look like? Pointy hat. Pointy hat. Big nose. Big nose. It's the woman from Wizard of Oz who got hit by the... Uh, who, not, not the one who got the crushed because we didn't really see her. It was the Wicked Witch of the West... Yeah. Who she was? I'm gonna get you, my pretty. <laughs> <laughs> we that need a, we need a sound clip of that. Yeah, <laughs> we're off to see the wizard. No, never mind. Anyway, yeah, but did you know that actually the witch has morphed into this creepy creature woman? But the Celtic people believed that the witch represented. A pagan goddess known as the crone. You've heard of that before, yeah, crone. But technically, uh, she was a beautiful woman, and she signified wisdom, change, the turning of the seasons. Some referred to her as the Earth Mother, so she was not a creepy, ugly thing. Somehow, over the... Years and years and years and years, she's got turned into this ugly, mean witch. It's probably down to the Wizard of Oz. It did go through changes, didn't it? Because when you think of Bewitched, remember that? with Was it Tabitha or whatever her name was? Samantha. Samantha. 
Yeah. Tabitha was his daughter. Oh, right, okay. So, yeah, Samantha with a twitch in the nose thing, quite cute. And then you've got Charmed, which I used to watch with my girls a lot. They were good witches. Moving on now to the Witch's Cauldron. Now, that's where all the icky spells are made and mixed and blended and all that sort of stuff, isn't it? Well, back to Samhain. The Celtic people believed that after death, all of the souls of the people went into the crone's cauldron, which, you know, remember she was a very nice and beautiful Mother and Earth type. benevolent sort yep. of. And so the cauldron actually symbolized her womb. So the souls are in her cauldron and they're, you know, spinning around and all that stuff in there. And that's where they waited to be reincarnated. And whenever she would stir her cauldron... Oh, no, don't. She's messing with her vag. (laughs) (laughs) You said that that's her womb. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What's she doing in her womb? Please, all you, She's stirring in her womb. That is... Oh, my God. I really didn't expect this show to go in this direction. Now, listen. Now, when she stirred her cauldron... Yeah. That was for all of the... <laughs> la, 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 la. Stop it. That is when all the new souls would go into the cauldron, and that's what will cause the old ones to be reborn. So anyway, so now in our time, it's turned into this really disgusting and gross thing where evil spells and stuff are uh, born. Born. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Are you still with me? I'm with you. Okay. How about? Dry heaving, but I'm with you. (laughs) Well, you're the one thinking of it as something like. You said it was her womb. Where was I supposed to go? Wait a minute. I didn't say it was her womb. The the Celtic people said it was. I'm a Celtic. I never knew. Okay, well, your ancestors used to think that a. Oh my god. Let's just stop there. Carry on. <laughs> Moving on. Right. Broomstick. Okay. That's another thing oh god. that has its from... beginnings in the medieval times. So we're going to go back to these old women who lived alone who were often accused of witchcraft. And they were often poor. They didn't have, you know, a whole lot of means of getting around. They couldn't have a horse, you know, so they had to walk everywhere. And they would use a walking stick. And if they didn't have a walking stick, then they would use the broomstick. And so that is how the broomstick actually got associated with a witch. Hmm. Thank God it wasn't stirring the cauldron. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Anyway, so the English said that there's a flying potion that these witches would create in their cauldron. You know, the black one with the handle on it, the cauldron. Yeah, as opposed to the furry one with the hand up it, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh. anyway, so they <laughs> would, these witches would brew in their cauldron this hallucinogenic potion thing. And it would make them feel like they were flying. So I don't know how the 
English who weren't witches knew that this stuff, if the witch rubbed it on her, it would make, make the witch think she was flying through the air. But uh, you'd think it'd be like the English created a potion and maybe they thought they saw the witches flying through the air on the broom. I don't know. I got another one. And uh, this is about trick-or-treating in costumes. Now, you guys in America do that a whole lot differently to what we do it here. It's a big season for you guys, isn't it, Halloween? I mean, I'm looking at Instagram and Twitter and all that sort of stuff at the moment, and people are really excited about it. And I remember when we were in America, and it was Halloween over there, it was a totally different vibe to here. It was like a real sort of holiday, what you guys would call a holiday. And it's not here, it's like... Okay, it's really just a day. Next to Christmas, Halloween was my favorite holiday as a kid. It was awesome. I can still remember like almost every costume I ever trick-or-treated in as a kid. How many of them were spooky costumes? And how many of them were other stuff? Because that's another thing you guys do differently over there. See, over here, if if it's Halloween, we will wear something that's spooky. It's a yeah. monster or it's, a like you said, a witch or a ghost or something like that. Whereas in America, you know, you're going down the road and there's Tweaky from Buck Rogers or... <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just something yeah. totally different. Well, the earliest costume I can remember ever having was a Wonder Woman costume. So might have looked scary on me. She wasn't scary looking. Wonder Woman. I think you should get another Wonder Woman costume. I had Wonder Woman underoos. Did y'all have underoos here? No, what's underoos? Uh, underoos were so cool. <laughs> they were like small pajamas almost. It was like I had, they were underwear and a little shirt that you would put on and they were called underoos and it would always be like, yeah. Uh, so like you could be Wonder Woman and the boys could be like Incredible Hulk or Batman or whatever, you know. But they weren't Halloween costumes. They were just... That's pretty cool. I can't believe I can remember back that far. <laughs> well, see, now you can just buy all sorts of weird things like that anyway. But that's like the very first thing it was underoos. Anyway... anyway. So, trick-or-treating. Yeah. I was just saying that it's a lot different here to what it is over there, and you guys don't just go down the spooky route. You just use it as a dress-up thing. So, as an American then, because I always saw Halloween, I mean, I know what you've described to me of the stuff that you've researched, but Halloween to me was a day that you would almost kind of stay in the house because there's all bad spirits outside and you would only go outside to trick or treat dressed as something scary so that nothing else that was scary would be brave enough to approach you and then you'd be able to trick or treat safely and then come back in and your pumpkin would be on your windowsill facing out so that as you came back you knew it was a pumpkin but anything that was trying to follow you back in the house would see this frightening image at your window and wouldn't follow you back into your house. And that's how I, as a young person in the UK, was led to believe Halloween was all about. So how was it for you? Because you obviously were looking forward to dressing up and as something Wonder Woman-ish. Well, yeah, I mean, it was considered... I mean, people did dress up as scary things. I dressed up as a zombie one year, but I was also a Wonder Woman. I was a clown, like a proper... That's probably the scariest of everything, because people are really scared of clowns for some reason. I know, but it was awesome because my stepmother made the clown costume. It was amazing. And my dad went to an actual theater place where you would get 
the professional makeup a costume for, shop. He got that. He brought it home. It was a big thing making up, making me up with all this stuff on my face. And yeah, thinking about it now, it was probably pretty creepy. But at the time, it it, it wasn't meant to be creepy. I mean, I had like my costume had like pom pom thingies, you know, those yarn round mm-hmm. thing. It was it was really awesome. But one year, I also went as a witch, and my dad had got that year the green paint. So I had the green paint and my stepmother made that costume. So I looked amazing. That was like one of the best costumes. I went as a gypsy one year. That was pretty cool. Not meant to be scary, although I'm talking about, you know, the fortune teller gypsies and that, you know. But yeah, it was something that, you know, people, kids looked forward to. I went as a fairy one year with wings and... I also went one year dressed up in medieval clothes. Wench. Uh No, wasn't a wench. Anyway, this whole costume thing, now that you've insulted me, and what kind of a man marries a wench anyway? A lucky one. (laughs) Yeah, don't try to get back in my good graces now. The things that you talked about, you know, about having your pumpkin face facing out and wearing the scary costumes to make it so that scary things didn't follow you or attack you, that's actually true. And that, again, comes from the Celtic people's belief that, you know, that's what they would do to keep anything from... So us Brits got it right and you Americans bastardized it again. Well, no. I mean, think about it. Y'all are just like morbid, <laughs> and true. we're just like, hey, it's that's just. True. A it f- was a lot more fun. Yes. It was a lot more fun when we were in America. It was a lot more fun Halloween. Trick or treating in the U.S. didn't actually become very popular until about the 1950s, when the a lot of the Irish immigrants came into the country in the 1900s and brought all of this dressing up and trick-or-treating and stuff with them. So it's funny that it's a bigger holiday or whatever than it is here because it actually did come But the from... Irish do things right when it comes to celebrating. I mean, you've got St. Patrick's Day and all that sort of stuff. They <laughs> love a party, the Irish. So if anyone was going to take it over and make it bigger and more fun, it would have been the Irish, to be fair. So, mm. yeah, our Celtic brothers. So I'm almost done, actually. I've got a few more things. How about the colours of Halloween, which are? Well, I would say sort of blacks, purples, greens, and oranges for the pumpkins. and. Halloween is black and orange. Those are the traditional Halloween colours. Thank you. And they do come again from the celebration of fall and the harvest. And the orange symbolizes the colors of the crops and the leaves turning Mm. in the fall. And the black signifies the end or the death of summer and the season changing. So over time, green, purple, and yellow have been introduced because of colours of the leaves and then the sky having sort of a purpley... And I always sort of see the purpley sort of colours as that kind of colour on like Dracula, the vampires, that sort of, that purpley colour they always sort of wear. Now see me, I always associate the vampire type things with a black cape and the inner lining is red. Can I just say, by the way, do you know why 
the leaves on the trees turn reds and oranges in the autumn. Yeah, because they're dying. And it yeah. has something to do with their, um, I can't remember the, the phosphor, I don't know. Basically what it is, it's a defense mechanism. So the tree is starting to lose its leaves and everything, okay? And it, it feels vulnerable because it's about to shed. So the leaves change colour to reds and oranges and these bright colours to try, to to try keep and other keep things other away. things away so that it can just drop its leaves in, in peace kind of thing. Yeah. That's I read that a long time ago. Whether it's true or bullshit, who knows, but I read it. Well, if you call Bryce downstairs... He can probably tell you exactly why it happens because he learned about it like when he was in kindergarten and he came home and he told me all about it and now I forget. Right, let's see if he remembers. We will try that little experiment. Bryce, give me a minute. Now he does have a little bit of a cold, okay, so he's a (laughs) poorly boy and you have to bear with him. Come here, little man. We're going to ask you a question because... Your mum seems to think that you might remember this from when you were in school back in America. The question is, why do the leaves on the trees go reds and oranges in autumn? See, this is something I should know because I took biology in sixth form. No, but I have absolutely but this no is idea. Just when you were little. Okay, so that is what is called a fail. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for your time, Bryce. You're very your schooling did you well. Glad to disappoint. <laughs> okay, so we have next on my list is Mischief Night, what we used to call Moving Night, the night before Halloween. Well, I never knew that. No? No, never heard of it. Really? Honestly. Now, well, now you'd never heard of Boxing Day until you came well, here. I mean, I'd heard of Boxing Day because I know that Canada celebrates Boxing Day, but I never knew what it was and i always used to think i wonder why that holiday is celebrating boxers (laughs) okay i didn't know (laughs) anyway (laughs) so on moving night the night before halloween it is a traditional thing for kids basically to go out and get themselves in trouble and they throw toilet paper at things and they throw eggs at people's doors and houses you know they just what and that still happens now yeah. Oh, hell no. Yeah, they would... We don't want that going to the UK. Thing, you know, they'd, they'd smash your pumpkins, your jack-o'-lanterns if you had them. I mean, it was just a general, you know, kind Free of like, like looting for children. That comes again from you guys. Really? Yep. And in Samhain, during that time, they would have bonfires and play pranks on each other and they play games and all that sort of stuff. And then over time, 1920s, 1930s, it sort of became more reckless and, you know, it was like vandalism and all that sort of stuff. And then during the Great Depression, it actually even got worse. And the reason that they started to then hand out candies and stuff was to try to get people to not do stuff so was that where the trick or treat came from then exactly so yeah yeah i always wonder where that came from so really it was a payoff don't wreck my shit i'll give you some candy instead yep candy apples you know the ones that you i love candy apples yeah i love candy apples we call them toffee apples here well they used to hand them out in the early days of the trick-or-treating you know when it first got to be pretty popular back home the candy apple 
tradition is actually brought down from the Celtics and the Romans because the Romans had a festival and they would honor goddess Pomona and she was the goddess of fruit trees. So she probably got bats in it. <laughs> in her cauldron. <laughs> no. no, fruit no. bats. Fruit bats and no fruit trees. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah, never mind, never mind. She got um, bats in a twat. So that is why the apple is there and you eat it. Bobbing for apples. You guys have that, yeah? Bobbing apples, bobbing for apples, like yep. Halloween parties and yep. Pretty hysterical thing, really, isn't it? It's pretty funny. It's impossible. It's not. Well, not with a mouth your size, but with an average size mouth, it is. How would you know? Oh. <laughs> yeah, my mouth is smaller than the average mouth. Oh, give me a freaking break. It is, look. Mm, it's going to be bigger than the average one in a minute because I'm going to pop you in it. Okay. So, as we've just discussed, the apple was considered sacred. Which is interesting that it's an apple that Eve eats. I wonder if that's somehow all mixed in there. I don't know. That's pretty weird. Anyway, it is said that back then, if you ate an apple, it would enable you to be able to predict the future. Hmm. And so, bobbing for apples is a big thing now. Because if you get the apple when you're bobbing for the apple, if you if you manage to get an apple out of the water, then you would be able to predict the future. Or they used to say that that meant that of the group that were bobbing for apples, the person that got the apple would be the first one to ever get married, which that may not be such a good thing. Maybe you don't want the apple. Mm. (laughs) If the person trying to get the apple actually got it on their first try, it meant that they were actually going to experience true love as opposed to just love, I guess. And so if it took you a whole bunch of tries to get it, it meant that you were going to have a really crappy love life. Well, what about me then? I never got it. And that is why on a Friday night, we're doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. True that. <laughs> and if a girl, because she would not be caught dead trying to bob for an apple, would she? She'd mess up her hair. Anyway, if she took an apple on Halloween night and put it under her pillow, then she would be able to have a dream and find out who her future husband would be. And wake up on the top of a tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, do you know what candy corn is? No. Okay. Well, just about everybody that is from where I'm from, they would know what candy corn is. It is a little, almost a triangular-shaped piece of candy that starts out and it's got, like, an orange color and then it fades into a like a yellow color and then it goes into a white color okay yes ask mr google to show you a piece of candy corn oh yes i remember seeing that in america yeah very popular they like jelly things no they're disgusting oh really i don't like them they're really 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 sweet they are the epitome of halloween candy you don't find it any other time other than Halloween, you know, it's kind of... It's just weird because even, you know, the Terry's Chocolate Orange? Love them. They're everywhere here, like, all the time. The only time I, when I was a child, ever saw a Terry's Chocolate Orange was around Christmas. Mm. They would be there. And so, very, very, very occasionally, 
would you ever even have anything that was chocolate orange flavored? I never knew that that was a, it wasn't a thing back home like it is here. Do you like chocolate flavored orange stuff or orange flavored chocolate? Yeah, I love it. It's amazing. Hold on there a minute. Now what are you doing? He's finally leaving, y'all. Now I can tell you all sorts of bad things about him. Well, wait, let's see if he comes back. If he's got something good for me or not. <gasps> oh! Okay, he's the best husband ever. I have nothing bad to say about him at all. I just have got a very, 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 a very, very big chocolate orange arrow. But now let me tell you about she, some candy corn. I'm a cool husband. <laughs> it's just, you're just bribing me. It's orange. It's one of your five a day. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, true that. Uh, okay, so obviously, like I was saying, the candy corn is the candy for Halloween. Uh, it actually sort of was invented in the late 1800s. And it used to be a really difficult candy to make because they had to do each layer sort of by hand it wasn't mass produced like it is now but all of the different colors were done in with syrup that had to be all boiled at different sort of and put into the molds so the yellow orange and white candy is supposed to resemble a corn kernel which during the fall you have the harvest and all the stuff like that with corn and I don't know why you wouldn't just eat some corn. Why they have to make this candy that looks like a corn kernel and tastes absolutely nothing like a corn kernel. Well, thank you very much for all of the research that you've done on that. I don't think people realise who just listen to the podcast because we talk so much shit, <laughs> how much work actually does go into it. And I've been at work doing my thang this last week and Bella's had a couple of days off and so has been spending her time doing some research for Halloween so thank you Bella you're welcome can we go now so I can eat my orange chocolate orange before you do I just want to say guys thank you very much for being with us on this episode we were going to do another one we fitted this in at short notice so thank you very much for being with us hope you enjoyed it it is a bit of a sort of throwback if you like to our past and the kind of podcasts that we used to do before we started having these guests coming on but uh, i like these kind of podcasts i mean we can do these from time to time we are going to have some more guests coming up we've got a couple booked in and we got some really interesting stuff we've also got some guests returning who we've already spoken to to update us on a few things and to talk about a few different things as well so uh, bear with us we are going to have some more exciting content coming please do us a favor and subscribe to the podcast if you will i know i ask you this every episode but we do really really need to push that marketing if you like and getting people to hear about us so if you've got a friend who's interested in this kind of thing just tell them about it if you will mind and maybe even download it or send them a link share the link to our podcast with them so they can have a look at it and we really do appreciate that we don't get paid for this podcast so it's literally we get our feel good factor if you like by seeing all of those listener ratings go up so the more of those we get the better we feel and the more we're going to put into each and every show can you open it for me now guys i gotta go because she's salivating (laughs) bye (laughs) thanks for listening put your cauldron away (laughs) see you guys (laughs) 